Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and we're doing another one of our solo thought leader nuggets. This is thought leader nugget number 28. And the main theme of today's thought leader nugget is don't go after everyone. I want to start this off with a very powerful quote. Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. George Adair. So... The question that you got to ask yourself is, are you scared? Do you feel like maybe your life is going in the wrong direction and you don't even know how to make it go in the right direction? Maybe you don't even know if you've got what it takes to go in the right direction and to be successful. Is that the God's honest truth? But if it is, so what? Is that all? Shoot. You know, everyone who's ever had an entrepreneurial dream has faced those same doubts. Those doubts are normal. But if you want to succeed, you can't let them rule you. Okay, to quote America's greatest fighting general, General George S. Patton, the only general that the Nazis truly feared, take not counsel of your fears. You got to face down that doubt or that doubt will face you down. You need to be a warrior. And doubt, my friend, kills the warrior, or the warrior kills the doubt. Capiche? Okay. So, it's time for you now to kill your doubts. One of the reasons you're listening to this podcast and taking guidance from me, and not from your doubts, is because you know this. And that's what makes you bigger than your doubts. Don't do it alone. Or as the kids today like to say on social media, hashtag don't do it alone. So let's get right into today's lesson. Today's lesson is about the importance of narrowing the scope of your business. Now, this applies to every type of business there is, but it especially applies to you if you're a coach or a consultant, you're a trainer, you're a speaker. And you might be thinking to yourself, Nikki, why do you say that? And the answer is very simple, because far too many coaches starting out in business, and even those who've been around for a while, they take counsel from their fears and their insecurities, and what they think they need to do, because they're taking counsel from their fears and insecurities, is they need to keep their options open and not, quote-unquote, limit themselves. So they're going to work with anyone with a pulse and a problem, no matter who they are and no matter what their problem is. And they, they're going to tell you, oh, yeah, you need help. I'm, I'm going to help you with your relationship, with your business, with your health, with your career, et cetera, problems. And is that you? And, and if it is, are you asking yourself, so what's wrong with that, Nikki? And the answer to that is everything. Now, where do I begin? If you're willing to be everything to everybody, you're essentially nothing to nobody. In today's marketplace, it's more crowded than ever. There are more distractions than ever before that people are facing. We are bombarded with upward of 30,000 marketing messages a day. Let me repeat that. 30,000 marketing messages a day. 
People check their smartphones on average of 137 times a day, according to some research that I've done in my new book, The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. And if you don't have a way to stand out from the crowd, people are just going to ignore you. You're going to be stuck in what my great mentor and former Thought Leader Revolution podcast guest, Dr. Nito Kubain says, and calls the sea of sameness. And if you're stuck in the sea of sameness, no one's going to know who you are, what you can do for them, and why they should do business with you. And this is really tragic for a couple of very important reasons. Number one, the people that really need you and would benefit from having a heart-based entrepreneur just like you to help them because you care about alleviating their suffering more than you care about the sale, they're not going to do business with you because they don't even know that you exist. And the chances are they're going to do business with someone who's not nearly as caring or as skilled as you are in delivering the result that they're looking for. And so they're going to continue to suffer. And the world will be a slightly lesser place for it. And two, it also means that you toast, your business will never get traction and you're never going to be truly successful. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, but Nikki, that's so completely counterintuitive. It, it seems like if I go narrow, I'm going to lose out on all these great potential clients. But ah, grasshopper, you see, that's where you're wrong. You are way, way better off targeting a very narrow group of prospects with a real problem that you are uniquely well-qualified to solve than with a huge amorphous market of people that have absolutely no interest in what you have to say because to them, you don't stand out. Okay, now you might be thinking to yourself, Nikki, I'm still having a hard time buying this. I can maybe see not being everything to everybody, but what if uh, I'm, say, a business coach who works with entrepreneurs? Isn't that narrow enough? And the answer is nope, 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 nope. I'm shaking my head. Nope. That's still a huge, broad swath. It's better than no narrowing, but not by much. Maybe you're still not seeing it. If so, I'm not really surprised. This is one of the hardest things for people to emotionally grasp. It seems to really touch a nerve for a lot of people. And maybe it's doing that to you. And Maybe inside you're going, yeah, Nikki, yeah, it's definitely stirring up some really tough emotions for me. I feel like telling you to F off and go to hell. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. But you and all the other aspiring coaches and entrepreneurs out there, your problem is that you just don't believe in yourself. Deep down, you think that if you stand up from the crowd too much, you might still fail. And you can't handle that, emotionally speaking. And the truth is simply this. You might fail. But if you don't stand out, failure isn't just a possibility. It's a virtual certainty. Mm, I touched a nerve there, didn't I? Yes, I did. And ask yourself this. Is there a part of you that would rather not give it your all? Because if you fail, then you can always comfort yourself with the thought that you didn't try all that hard. Mm. Yeah, you're looking down. You're staring at the floor between your feet. Are you a little bit speechless right now? I know how you feel, okay? That was me for much of my life. I built myself this massive infrastructure of distraction 
and I didn't achieve my goals for a lot of years. I worked for other people and I hated it. And when I started working for myself, rather than fully go after my goals, I would only half-heartedly go after them and work toward them. I'd go online rather than work. And most evenings, I'd just binge watch Netflix. Show after show after show, rather than rest, meditate, read, or, or even work. Hell, sometimes I'd get up in the middle of the night to watch these shows. That's how caught up I was in this infrastructure of distraction. And I beat myself up about it. I feel terrible. Yeah, me, for, for real. The trick for you, though, is for you not to get stuck in your own head with any self-defeating inner talk or any thoughts that add to your distraction and prevent you from taking action. And the only way to do that is for you not to be stuck by yourself alone in your head for too long. Because if you allow that to happen, you're good and truly screwed. This vortex of negativity combines with those external distractions and creates a nearly invincible infrastructure of distraction. I've coined a, a term for it. I call it the negativity distraction complex or NDC. Okay, so you're going, okay, Nikki, so how do I guard against this NDC? And you might be thinking, what's with all these acronyms? Well, you know, people in our business, we like acronyms. <laughs> we like terms for things like this. Kind of makes us sound important and cool, doesn't it? But really, it's also a really good way. Naming something makes it real, make, makes you be able to grasp it and guard against it better. So how do you guard against this negativity distraction complex? Randy, see, simple. You need the daily rituals to build your inner strength. You need to be like a Spartan warrior. So the Spartans were the baddest of the badasses of the ancient world. And I say this as a Persian who fought them and am predisposed to hate the bastards. They would send their boys into the wilderness when they turned seven, rip them away from their mothers with nothing but a loincloth and a knife and tell them, learn to survive on your own, my son, or don't come back. And this toughened them up big time. Spartan boys were eligible for military service from the age of 18 all the way up to 60, and they had many men in their military ranks well over 60 years old. These men were in superb physical condition, without a trace of fat, and they were strong and sharp as a bull. Their daily drills to prepare for combat were intense, and they had a saying which was adopted by the baddest of the badass warriors of the modern era the United States Navy SEALs. And this motto goes something like this. The more you sweat in practice, the less you bleed in combat. Preparation was everything to the Spartans, and that meant this relentless discipline. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, wow, I don't know if I can do that. And I'm here to challenge you to say, yes, you can. Now, you may not want to, but no one wants to do all the things that they have to do to get what they want in life, right? It's like everyone wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to die to get there. And, and you need to remember something. You don't live in ancient Sparta right now, right? You don't have to go into the wilderness at seven and fight off animals to survive. You don't have to train with a sword and a shield every day. But you do need to pick up some rituals and stick to them. Otherwise, you're going to end up as one of life's losers who died with his potential fully intact. And yes, I did steal that from Wayne Dyer. <laughs> so
So you might be thinking to yourself, what disciplines should I take on? Well, I'm going to suggest the following, okay? And I learned many of these from my good friend and mentor, uh, Robin Sharma. He was actually a client of mine, so he, I, he was a mentee of mine in health and fitness uh, as well. And I took a few of his courses, and this is what I learned. So number one is get up early. Be up at 5 a.m., and then get out of bed. Go work out for 30 minutes to an hour. Sweat. Move your body. Push yourself. And while you're working out, you know, it's good for you to listen to a podcast or an audiobook or something else that fills your head with inspiration and positivity. I like listening to podcasts like this one and my other podcasts, uh, Sovereign Man podcast. I listen to the Order of Man podcast. I listen to Valuetainment. Uh, I listen to guys like Robin himself, Jim Rohn, and Zig Ziglar on YouTube, and all the other motivational joints. And when you're done your workout, I suggest that you pull out your journal and plan your day. So Robin taught me to write out five things that I want to accomplish each day, so I do that. Another coach of mine, Mark Von Muser, he taught me to you know, keep a gratitude book in which I write out three things a day that I'm grateful for about my life and the people in it. And then I write out 10 people that I love in my life that I'm grateful for. And you know, Mark also taught me to keep something he calls a brag book, where I write three things a day that I'm proud of having accomplished or caused, so I do that. And those don't have to have happened in the last 24 hours. They can have happened any time in your life. And then he taught me to use a courage book uh, where I write out three ways I've demonstrated courage in my life. I called it Three Daily Acts of Courage. And these three um, journals, although I've combined them all into one journal now, so I have fewer journals to carry around, they help me build strong legs to my belief table, which crowded all the negative beliefs that I have about myself and replace them with some strong, positive beliefs. Right now, I'm using um, John Lee Dumas's work, his mastery journal, which is all about helping me 5X my daily productivity. I also use something called Mission Control. Uh, and you know, the, the mastery journal helped me write uh, a couple of books, which is fantastic. And all that really works well. Now, Maybe you're thinking to yourself, Nikki, that sounds like a lot of work. And the answer that I have for you is, yes, it is a lot of work. And the alternative is a boulevard of broken dreams and shattered lives where you waste your life doing what you hate and fritter away your God-given purpose. And I know that you sure as heck don't want that. No, sir. And I'm glad that you feel that way. I suggest that on a daily basis, after you work out, you make a big shake I typically make mine with uh, water and this fantastic protein powder that another guest on the show, Dr. Valerie Frank, has, has told me to use called MediClear Plus and uh, some stevia and maybe sometimes some ice. It's delicious. It keeps me full and it's full of good vitamins and, and minerals and it's a million times more energizing than a cup of coffee can ever be. And that you know, pretty much sums up my morning routine. Okay, so... Maybe you're thinking to yourself, okay, is that enough to get me out of my head? And the answer is no. No? No. No, but it's a start, and it's a good one. Okay? But it's not enough, not by a long shot. The other thing is, you got to get, you can't do this alone. You need to be around people. People who have similar dreams, ambitions, and goals as you. You need to be part of a peer group. I'm absolutely adamant about this. You know, I'm part of uh, mastermind groups that meet on a yearly basis. I run mastermind groups for people. And, uh, you know, my sweet better half, Teresa, and I, we believe in the mastermind concept so strongly that we've created one for our own clients. And you got to avoid the trap 
of always thinking and working alone. Okay, that's dangerous. If you've got nobody to bounce ideas off of, you're going to have nobody to help you get out of the spiral of the negativity distraction complex. Okay, you're going to have nobody to celebrate your wins with, to encourage you when you need it, and no one to give back to when they need your help. Okay, we humans, we're social creatures by design. It's physically hazardous to our health and our wealth to be isolated. Okay, and in this technologically advanced era, okay, it's easier than ever for us to fall into this trap of being isolated. You know, it's no joke. The average person checks their smartphone 137 times a day. 137 times, and that's absolutely insane. How can you recover your productivity, your ability to be in the zone, when all you're doing every five minutes is checking your damn phone? How can a positive thought even form in your head? It doesn't stand a chance. And all this social media texting morass, another term that I've coined, is getting you bogged down, staring at a screen, rather than being with a human being. You need human interaction and contact, and without it, your health's going to suffer. And I got to tell you, I've been as guilty of it as anyone. I check my phone too much myself, which is why I put it away a lot, because it's stressful to do that. And it's, it's, it's horrible. You need to put your phone away for large chunks of time during the day. Otherwise, you are screwed. That's the technical term. And your chances of becoming successful the way you truly want and deserve are going to evaporate in a puff of smoke. So you need to go narrow. The narrower you go, the better. One of my clients, who's a former software CEO, started a program to help sales team crush it. His name's Matt Conway. He's been a guest on the show a few times. He calls himself the access chap. And his tagline is he's going to help you and your team get access to C-suite decision makers in minutes, hours, or days versus weeks, months, or never. He started off going after any and all sales teams, but he decided to go narrow and focus on high-tech company sales fee piece. Okay. And as soon as he started to do that, his sales took off like a rocket. And ironically, right now, he's getting lots of clients who are not from the high-tech sector. And he's happy to take them on. But his initial messaging was to this very narrow group. And as a result, they felt that he understood them and their problems, and they sought out his help. And he might be somebody that resembles you. You may have a very specialized expertise. So here's what we did from that, okay? He had a tech sector sales background. He wasn't happy there, so he jumped up out on his own. He was worried he wouldn't succeed. He didn't see a path on how to succeed. He floundered for a while. He got frustrated. And he met me. I was his guide. I showed him a different way. And presto, he goes from zero sales for six months of the previous year to over 200K in sales in the next six-month period. And he was just getting started. He very quickly went up to four or 500K a year in sales. And, uh, you know... I'm sure that lately he's doing even better than that. And he set up his business, so he worked less than 100 days a year. He took on the projects he loved, working with people that he likes. And yeah, that does sound like heaven. And it's a heaven that's accessible to you. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, Nikki, I want to believe. I really do, but, but nothing. You're just stuck in this negativity distraction complex, this NDC, and you think it's real. Snap out of it. Stand up, jump up and down, raise your arms in the air and shout, yes, yes, yes. 
Okay, good. Did you do it? Awesome. You feel better? Awesome. And that's a trick I learned from Tony Robbins with a little assist from good old Richard Nixon. You're thinking to yourself, Richard Nixon? And yeah, Richard Nixon, you know, former President Nixon was quite possibly the smartest man to ever become president. He was relentlessly well-read and well-prepared for everything he did. And his first term as president was widely recognized by historians on the left and the right as the most productive and successful ever. Okay? And here's what he did, okay? He created the Environmental Protection Agency. He broke the back of segregation in the South with this aggressive use of the Justice Department and the laws passed under Lyndon Johnson. He negotiated detente and arms control with the Soviets, and he ended the war in Vietnam and withdrew all U.S. soldiers from that country. Uh, unlike the current president, he did it in, in a very clean way, and there were no Americans left behind. In his first term in office, it was so successful that he was re-elected with the largest margin of victory in history, nearly 19 million more votes than his opponent, and he won every state but Massachusetts. Over 200 newspapers endorsed his re-election versus only 12 against. Unfortunately, today, most people just remember him for Watergate, and that's, that definitely is a stand on his legacy, but in no way takes away from his genius or his accomplishments. And you might be thinking to yourself, I never knew any of this about Nixon. I just thought he was a Watergate too. That's true. Very few people do. But, you know, that's why I gave you this little history lesson. But I digress. What he said was that most people are persuaded by reason, but they're moved to action by emotion. And Tony Robbins, he built on this by showing us that emotion is actually created by motion of physically moving your body. And, you know, if you just did that by jumping up and down, you moved your body and that got you in a better state of mind. Remember that next time you doubt yourself. Okay. So yeah, you gotta go narrow and you gotta not chase after everybody. My former business partner, Michael Palmer's breakthrough in business came when he stopped trying to work with everyone with a pulse and started focusing on working with bookkeepers who are a very clearly defined niche. In a very short period of time, he became an expert in working with that community and was able to understand and help solve their unique problems. Pretty soon, he started to become known as an expert, which made him an authority and even a thought leader in all things associated with the bookkeeping community. And all of a sudden, it became much easier to attract high-paying clients and be very much in demand for him. And bookkeepers are a notoriously frugal lot. They don't easily spend money, and they hate making impulsive big-ticket purchases. And yet, Michael has been selling to them this comprehensive system for helping them for over $10,000. And he's generated several hundred clients. And this is just the beginning for him. Okay. Niching definitely is challenging. And because Michael thought that by limiting his market, he was limiting his opportunity, initially, he was stymied. But soon he figured out that nothing was further from the truth. And he made way more money in his niche than he ever did outside of it. And he's never had a shortage of clients since. The best year he ever had before he stopped going after everyone was barely $60,000 in revenue. His best year since he started focusing on his niche is multiple, multiple times that. And you might be thinking to yourself, oh, wow. Yeah, that is a wow. And it's possible for you too. And frankly, not just for you, but for anyone who wants to stop living a mediocre life, helping someone else achieve their dream and start living a life of purpose following their own dream. I've seen so many people do it and I've had the privilege of being part of their success. I'm convinced it's possible for you too. 
Now, this might be a lot for you to think about in this episode, and I agree it is. And that's why we call what we teach people to do thought leadership, because it involves actual thinking. If you go narrow, you're going to be better off than if you don't. Now, the question you might be asking yourself, how do I figure out who to work with? Well, a good place to start with is who have you worked with before? Who have you enjoyed working with? Who have you been able to make the biggest difference for? And you really need to answer this question for yourself. That's a good start. And then just ask yourself, once you've come up with some preliminary answers, how can I narrow it further? How can I narrow it further? Okay, so hope you've enjoyed this episode. That wraps up another amazing thought leader nugget. To find out more about the work that we do, go to ecircleacademy.com. There's all kinds of free resources there. And if there's someone you know that you think would benefit from this episode, share it with them. And the way you can help us, because we don't charge for this episode, payment is to just leave us a rating or review if we earned it. If we didn't, then don't do it. Okay. All right. Have yourself an amazing day. And until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. 